Crossover podcast, show where you get comics and you get sports, and we are finally getting back to comics here. I don't know what the hell that was. I just got some loud music there in my mic. I'm sure the recording software picked that up, but we're going to ignore it and move on. All right, because we are going to be doing comics today, because we are going to be talking about the 1980s classic Flash Gordon. Wait, what's that? No, wait, Thor Ragnarok. We're talking about Thor Ragnarok, because, uh, yeah, that's what Thor Ragnarok felt to me, was uh, the old... Flash Gordon cartoon, but uh, we got a special guest here today. Brandon Fleet from the Movies Ruin My Life podcast has joined us for our little panel today. How's it going, buddy? It's good, man. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Great to have you. And uh, also on our little podcast here is Kevin Miller. How's it going, Kevin? Not too bad. Back again. Yeah, good to have you. Uh, and rounding out this little square table is uh, Rob Callflash. How's it going, Rob? Uh, it's going good, but it's pronounced God of Thunder. God of Thunder. All right. Not the God of Thunder Hammers. Lord. <laughs> not the God, God of not Hammers. the Lord of Thunder. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> um, okay. Thor Ragnarok. I, I, I really liked it. And I was joking on Twitter that playing around with the idea, is this the greatest comedy of 2017? Thor Ragnarok? I mean, maybe. I just, it, it. I don't. I don't watch a lot of movies. What other comedies are out there? Oh God! I, yeah, I know. I don't know. Like that might be the answer to your question, Rob. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Um, let's start with Brandon since you're the guest here. What, what, what was your overall? Just let, let's get right into it. What was your overall arcing opinion about Thor Ragnarok? Just right off the hop. Well, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I had mixed emotions because one of the last episodes that we did of my show. Um, I got really excited about it. And then a few weeks later, that really tapered off. So, you know, I'm really excited about Thor Ragnarok right now. I think they're doing everything right with the franchise. Um, I think this is a role that, that Chris Hemsworth was, like, built to play. And I think this third film shows it, you know. Because um, he's, he, yeah, he's a beefcake, as you would say, Matt. But he's <laughs> also a comedic actor. He's shown in other films in comedic moments mostly you know and and i love seeing him this way i also am kind of a fan of taika watiti so i like the mix uh, we'll get into more as, as we go along but i was pleased but i'm i'm apprehensive you know i want to talk to you guys and figure this out i mean like i enjoyed it like i really enjoyed it my take on it is it, it really felt like the first guardians movie to me and earlier in this year we had guardians 2 and when I walked out of Guardians 2 and then when we recorded our podcast, I think I gave it like a 7 or 8 out of 10. And then when I rewatched it later with my wife, I was actually like, you know what? Guardians 2 was not a good movie. It, it really wasn't. <laughs> it, it was not a good movie. But the problem is those characters are so compelling and they're so much fun to be with that you you just don't care, right? Like you're you just get swept up in the moment. Yeah, you're just having yeah. fun with those characters so that that movie seems so fun, but when you really like take a step back and go, was that really good? You just it's like eh, not really. 
Thor Ragnarok. Honestly, that's a film I stand behind. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. it's a good film. Like it's not a like when I say bad film, I don't mean like it like it was some <laughs> like pile of garbage, right? Like like that that is just unwatchable. It's not unwatchable. It's just you know, like plotline wise, you kind of go eh, some holes there and eh, some holes there, and it's just. But like you're like, who cares? Because Kurt Russell's in the movie, right? And <laughs> and Thor Ragnarok, I think, will hold up. I think it is undeniably the best of the Thor trilogy, if we want to call it no that. No yeah, question. at this, at this yeah. point, I think I think it is is undeniably the best because um, Thor the, the the first one is a medio is is a mediocre fun romp, and then Dark World is well, just... it's a parody, and nobody understands that. Yeah, true, but I mean, like, Dar- and Dark World is just like trash. It's just like they're fighting like red smoke. For the entire time, <laughs> just yeah, not a good film. Just giving Christopher Eccleston a paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he, ma- he was making it rain that whole movie. Um, criminally misused. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, not, I mean, we'll get into villain performances because I got, I got, I got some questions about. All right, I got some questions for you guys about this Kate Blanchett performance. But before we get into that, Kevin Miller, why don't you give your overall arcing opinion about Thor Ragnarok? Uh, I had a lot of fun watching it. There were a few things that kind of irked me about it, and I couldn't really put my finger on why. Um, but then I realized that it kind of is the shorter version of uh, our general opinion on the Luke Cage series, uh, the first season, which is I love the style of it. I love the feel of it. I love everything in it, but the writing or the pacing is just off. It feels really? it felt weird to me that like the A story is supposed to be the story about Hela in Asgard, and we see maybe that's thirty percent of the movie, and we and the, those are the scenes where I'm like, if I need to take a bathroom break, I'm not gonna do it during a, a Thor scene. I'm gonna do it during a Hela scene, you know. Uh, so, I mean, minor nitpick because I still enjoyed those scenes. I didn't, I didn't need Carl Urban in there at all. <laughs> but but uh, I, other than that, I really liked it. I'll definitely be looking for the soundtrack to this movie. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, Matt, you earlier compared it to Flash Gordon. My first thought was heavy metal, actually. Yeah, oh yeah, good pull, yeah. good pull by you. Yeah, it, it was a little like, it's like Flash Gordon meets heavy metal with just like a sprinkle of i don't know midnight run would you say in there brandon like a little little, little bit of midnight run in this movie <laughs> oh, i would course. say like like just yeah because it's it's yeah. kind of a buddy cop movie right with with just it's a buddy cop movie that like becomes oceans 11 weirdly where it's like we're, we're, we're getting the band together to do one last job at the <laughs> we're, end we're sort forming of a team <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean like oh like just and you mentioned Carl Urban. I disagree because you know if Carl Urban wasn't in that movie, we wouldn't have got that opening scene where he was basically doing James Franco in Spring Breakers, where he has two girls and he's just going like, "Look at my shit! Check out my shit! <laughs> like, look at my shit!" Oh god, that was oh, no. so... <laughs> and, and that scene was great, but that could have been the end of that character. It's <laughs> <laughs> true, but I mean, like, obviously, like Scourge is an actual character, and and him with the fucking assault rifles is just. Like oh, that sure. that's every friggin' like the executioner scourge, whatever the hell you want to call him, that's every panel he's ever been in the Marvel universe. Well, just and, like... I mean and fair enough, but I mean I, I'm not obviously a fan of the like I, I don't know the comics well enough to know who that character is. I understood yeah. that it was a character, like I recognized the name, but I don't know anything about them. Um I knew by the time that he was in a second scene that he would be dead by the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
His redemption was rather lackluster. Oh, sure. Right? They didn't yeah. set it there up at all. Moments, you like, didn't they could care. Have played that up a little bit. We probably they, should have mentioned spoilers. The scene with um, so abruptly where he was supposed to execute that um, Asgardian just random person. Yeah. You never they they should have really let that draw on his face, you know, have some turmoil there so that you know he still has a connection to Asgard. They only did it for a split second. And if you were at the bathroom, then you have no fucking idea why he's concerned at the end of the film. That's, that's like, exactly what crazy? I was going to say. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah, it was like, it is one of those moments where if you removed Carl Urban's character and every Scourge moment from the movie, do you, do you lose anything? Like, like it's... Not necessarily. Like, and yeah. I don't think that it was completely terrible, but no, like no that that's a character you know is going to be kind of inconsequential overall. Like if there's one character to cut, that's the one. I don't know yeah. that they should have, but that's you know, the one. I mean, and don't get me wrong, like I really like this movie, but that like those scenes were are my nitpick. Yeah, it honestly felt a little bit like Carl Urban was just like, "Hey, can I get in on this? Everybody seems like they're having fun. Can Carl Urban have a little fun in the MCU, right?" And it's just, they were just like, "Sure, put him in there. Let him be Scourge. We'll just write sure, a couple of scenes." In. Oh yeah. yeah, and there's no shortage of fun cameos in this movie. Can we talk about that play though? Okay, yeah, yeah I want to before before we get to the play, uh, Rob, let, let, let's give you a chance to give your overall opinion on Thor Ragnarok. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I think Kevin said it right with the the heavy metal feel, because, yeah, I was getting a bit of a vibe there, too. Um, his comments about the pacing and whatnot, and, like, the, the script, my understanding is that a lot of this was improvised, hmm. which, at t- like, knowing that going in, I was a little hesitant, but very quickly, it was like, no, this is just fantastic, because it's comedy throughout. But there were times where it's like, okay, this is improv. This I think might be improvised, and it doesn't quite work as well. Maybe with like a subsequent scene. But overall, it's so much fun. Like right from the beginning, it's it's comedy, and it had such a different feel to all the other Marvel movies. Um, that I was also just kind of taken back a bit, just thinking, is what's this going to be like? Because to me, when I go watch like a superhero movie, like I'm expecting these big epic things to be more serious. Like maybe I keep thinking Lord of the Rings all the time in like superhero land. But, yeah. uh, it's I, hard not to with Thor. They definitely built up that sort of mythos from the beginning, right? Yeah, exactly. But having this switch to being like pure comedy, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Can I, I, can I hope I, they keep talking. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, you, you just said about uh, uh, the, the grandiose nature of, of superhero films or how they're perceived, and I thought back to something that Matt said off the top, which was the comparison to Guardians, or at least that Guardians 2 came out this year, and, and yeah. so forth, more colorful and more um, the usage of, of uh, you know, for example, Immigrant Song is almost a theme for Thor, which I think is a strong move, but we'll get to yeah. that later. But in any case, um, one thing that this film did a million times better than, than the Guardians films, both of them, and and also some of the other Marvel films, is that as much as maybe it didn't have that same grandiose nature to some of the action sequences and so forth, um, they never cut the tension in those sequences with a laugh. So they'd have comedy, and they had comedy throughout. 
but you mm-hmm. never saw someone get punched in the face and then a cheesy one-liner that deflated the intensity of it. Like, you didn't see, for example, when Thor lost his eye. I don't know. Did you already put up a spoiler? Did I just ruin that? No, we should we, we should have <laughs> said spoilers. I'll put a spoiler up in the in the banner. And It's a Thor okay. review. How are you going to review it without spoiling it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, when, when, when he lost his eye, no one was like, uh, in, you know, no one made some kind of... Austin Powers-y type yeah, joke. Yeah. Not a way to get ahead in life. <laughs> until after the battle was over. And I appreciated yeah. that because yeah. I fucking hated in in Guardians two when they're having that that almost Avengers esque moment with the you know the dolly ish kind of shot. I know it's just digitally done. It's not a, they're not actually half of them aren't even you know people. So they're not standing there, but they're mm. they're kind of they're it's a tracking shot around them, and mm. and you have that Avengers esque moment, and then they cut it with uh with one of them being hit in the head with something, and and, and Thor never did that. It was it was still really brave about that you know when he got his lightning powers and stuff you know he didn't stop the movie and fart or something you know yeah i appreciate it It was suitably awesome (laughs) yeah yeah i i i completely agree with that that said they they couldn't help themselves in a couple of moments uh, i'll say though brandon is uh yeah that's true (laughs) like my biggest my biggest pet peeve just like i get not even pet peeve i i'd say that the nit that i pick Mostly with the MCU, and I, I I wouldn't trade the MCU for for this and by by any means. But like my biggest problem, and you saw it, I think mostly in Guardians too, where anytime they had like this real like emotional moment, they immediately were like would be like, okay, it's too intense. Tell a joke, like you said, like we got it, we got to cut that, we got to cut the tension here with, with a joke. Like so, there was that they really good, brave, yeah. yeah. So there was that really good scene in. Uh, um, Guardians 2 where they're sitting around like a campfire and Kurt Russell is you know telling him he's like you know B- you know Peter we're gonna go and save the war save the universe or something and he goes now I gotta take a piss or something like that and it's like God you don't have to do that Marvel just let it sit there and hang there and they and you're right like they didn't they didn't do it in in big moments but they still couldn't help themselves in a couple other moments like there's like there's this actual irrevocable change in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with this, because Asgard, like, again, spoiler alert, Asgard yeah. gets fucking destroyed at the end of this movie. Like, Ragnarok happens. Like, friggin', like, uh... Clancy... They literally don't prevent the apocalypse. Yeah, Clancy Brown shows up as Sartor <laughs> and destroys Asgard. And they're like, we have to do this, because this is the best thing we can do for, for our current situation. And then... Like God bless him, but uh, Takiti uh, or Takio Watiti, I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce his name. As Korg does that whole like foundation speech, which was, uh, you know, as and as hilarious as that was, yeah. it was just like, yeah. le- like, like there's that like Thor and and hey, ha- yeah, like Thor and Heimdall are there and they're stand- was standing there next to Loki and Thor's standing there going like. Jesus Christ, what have I done, you know? <laughs> like, Yeah, it, it's pretty brave to yeah. uh, take the third Thor movie and start it with uh, Odin dying and yeah. end it with Asgard being destroyed. <laughs> I yeah. just don't know if I agree that that moment is the same kind of thing. No, but... You, you know what I yeah. mean? Because yes. they've already had the they've had that emotional moment on the planet one for loki and thor because they mm-hmm. decide the right thing to do which amazing subversion of the the story just flipping me like we're the ones that are going to do ragnarok so fuck you guys uh, like you know screw the bad guys over we're going to be the ones that blow up asgard essentially and destroy yeah. you know our life as we know it but they've already had that moment 
where they've said Asgard is a people. It's like the idea of Vulcan in, in the new Star Trek films, and I hate that they call it New Vulcan. They should have just always called it Vulcan and just moved on. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's the same premise where they had that moment on the planet. And then I think, honestly, I think that scene that you're talking about is actually fan service for all those people who, out there. And there's a lot of them who are like, I don't want to go back to Asgard. And as soon as they saw it in this film, they're like, oh, my God, again, with the stupid fucking not Earth planet. You know, we, yeah. <laughs> let's just go to Midgard and call it a day. Like, I don't want to see this. And, yeah. and there's a lot of them. A lot of reviews that I've been hearing this week, and we'll get into it maybe a little bit later, but have been stuff like that from and just comments and, and message boards that I've been going through and stuff. It's all about how it's like, thank you. We don't have to go back to Asgard anymore and, you know, mm. listen to this well, and it was nice to have that Bruce Banner line kind of as the audience starting to be like, oh, is this Asgard? I don't know. I thought it'd be nicer. Exactly. Yeah, like, that it's not nice. I mean, it's nice, but... Uh... Is, that, is that what the cats on the internet are saying right now? Is there, they they Because I'll be honest, I, I kind of stay away from opinions and stuff because I don't want other people's opinions to cloud my judgment when I when I come and do this podcast. So is that is that kind of the the sentiment on the internet right now, Brandon, is, is people are just like, great, we don't have to go back to Asgard or. Well, it's not even that we don't have to go back mm-hmm. to Asgard, but it's just, they, I think a lot of people are really happy that they got a space adventure because it's something that we mm-hmm. haven't got with other stories that are probably more deserving of stuff like X-Men, for example, you know, um, or even Hulk. Like we kind of got like, we got characters from planet Hulk kind of, sort of, Yeah, but, you know, and we got kind of Sakar, but we'll get into that too. <laughs> yeah. But it's and 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 like I love the Hulk, so we've had these conversations before off air, Matt. Yeah. I don't care about Thor, and I a lot of people don't care about Guardians. They just like the look of the film and the feel of the film. But if they went away and you had something else filling that void with a more prominent character, let's do it. You know, and Thor is that guy. For me at this point what they're trying to do they're kind of trying to create a stopgap a little bit there and, and venture out a little bit more into this cosmic universe of marvel which is incredible you know and and it seems as though people people were getting a little bit sick of seeing people riding around on horses across rainbow bridges and stuff like that you know i've seen a lot of comments like that and i don't disagree because i'm not that big of a thor fan yeah yeah, you mentioned the Guardians, and that, that like, one of the best things, or, or just, like, one of the most hilarious things to me during this whole Marvel Cinematic Universe is everybody, and I'm including, like, the hardcore comic book fans pretending they knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were before this oh, whole thing you. started, right? Where it's just like, it's like, nope, they were nothing like that in the comics. They were a space police force, and they were quite lame, right? And it's just like, <laughs> oh, God. All of a sudden, everyone's like, Guardians of the Galaxy expert, hilarious. Um, you mentioned you mentioned the Hulk. That's <laughs> no, just funny because it was a terrible comic. It was a terrible comic. Sorry. Uh, you mentioned the Hulk. Like the Hulk, it's just it's it's we have enough evidence now to suggest that this is absolutely how the Hulk should be used. Small doses. He's the the Doc Holiday of of this show. Where it's just like he—he's the sidekick. Who—he's who, the character actor, for lack of a better term. He's the guy who stands next to the guy and makes him better and is awesome. Just like you, like the Hulk can't carry his own movie, quite frankly, no. because like all Hulk stories are ba- like they basically boil down to like, can I have a girlfriend? No. Oh, I'm sad, and now I'm angry, and then so on. So just like this, 
this like great small dose version we got and and I just I thought it was a sounding that we saw the Hulk's ass in this movie and they said orgies like that, multiple that, that did it for you? No, but they said or like that and the fact that <laughs> I they was there with a five year old man. <laughs> yeah. I but they, they said orgies. Orgies multiple times in this movie and what like this. Yeah, and not only that, but they were like he used it for orgies and then they were like orgies. Did he say orgies? Yeah, he said orgies and they were like we need to repeat the word orgies four times in ten seconds just so whatever six-year-old you brought to this movie you then afterwards have to explain to them what's an orgy yeah. and it's just yeah. like it, it was oh that my god cool. hearing them say shit several times yeah. I'm like, okay pg-13 heavy metal this is totally what this is <laughs> yeah yeah they, they said shit oh yeah oh, yeah a few yeah, times. yeah. <laughs> was it once was it more than once i only remember why i remember uh, thor just going like shit i remember at, at least point. twice oh, okay which times? Yeah. Just for first. first uh, I, I, I can't say specifically, but it okay. was like both within, within the first like half hour. At least two. said shit at least once. Yeah. In the third I, act, for sure. I don't even notice. Yeah, who cares? Who's, Doesn't no, even register no shit today. counter on the screen. Yeah, should have been. It's pretty funny. Um, With regards to the Hulk, by the way, have you yeah. noticed this trend in the films that just. For whatever reason, I don't know if in the Hulk form he's like sexually non-threatening or something, but the ladies always love the Hulk. You know, they're always like, hey, big guy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because the, the, you know, the classic Lou Ferrigno TV show, Mm -hmm. a large percentage of their viewership was women and i'm just wondering if there's some kind of correlation between you know the character and and his appeal to women my like my mom loves the hulk you know big reason why i love the hulk and it's just interesting I, I have nowhere to go with it but i always find it funny that they write it that way in in the films and it seems to kind of uh, uh, mirror that in the real world you know they want that monstrous green ass. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's cool. why you're good. CGI ass, baby. <laughs> that was like, honestly, it, 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 there's an alternate universe where seeing Hulk's ass in Thor Ragnarok is their version of the codpiece ass that uh, Joel Schumacher used to show in, like, the, that, like <laughs> yeah. when that was, like, the jump the shark. Like, there's an alternate universe where that goes horribly wrong, right? And it just, <laughs> unfortunately, it, it, like, fortunately, it, it didn't go on like that. I don't know. Like, just to go back to what you were saying, Brandon, I, I just, any time, like, they... they because you mentioned it, and like we'll get into the Valkyrie character and 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 whatnot, and and Tessa Thompson was fucking fantastic in this movie, yeah. and and just um, but like even even like when she came into the room and they were like play fighting, and there was like this whole thing where she was like, I feel like I've met you before, and he's like, Yeah, I feel like you have met you, but like where do we know each other? And so it's just this weird, so weird. <laughs> sexual tension between Valkyrie and the Hulk. It was, and it's just anytime I go to it, I can never not like anytime they try to sexualize the Hulk. I just, I can't get past the frickin' uh, Old Man Logan bit where they had the incest Hulk babies where friggin' Mark Millar, who's just, like, he just... he A sociopath. Yeah, and he can't not, like, he asks the questions that maybe only, like, him and Kevin Smith, like, like shout out to Kevin Smith, who we love, but, like... Like almost, yeah, like <laughs> all, exactly. It's like the mall ratty type questions of, well, can Thor have or can the Hulk have sex? And then like, there's the line in friggin' Old Man Logan where he goes like, only my cousin could keep up with the like the pace or whatever. So he had all these incest Hulk babies with his friggin' uh, cousin, the She Hulk, right? And it's just like, why? Why does this have to exist, right? It's just. 
Oh, God. Oh. Didn't uh, Netflix just buy Mark Muller's comic company? I, you know what? My, I mean, we'll get into, I, I, we'll get into Let's some. Don't talk who, about Mark Millar. I, I mean, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think I can ever watch something by Mark Millar. <laughs> hey, Kingsman, Golden Circle. I haven't seen that yet, but uh, I heard people, people liked it. Um, I, Kingsman is the might thing that might get me actually. <laughs> yeah, wanted. Oh, also, yeah. Planet Hulk. He totally, he has some fun on on Planet Hulk. Yeah, because you know? I was gonna say he, yeah, he's, he's having a good time. The, he, the, he, like the first night after the his his uh, match and he tries to kill the red king and all that stuff absolutely. he has a good night and obviously you know <laughs> later on yeah because how do you pronounce that char- like how have you pronounced that character's name and yet because like valkyrie was obviously obviously a substitute for what do they call it sierra or kara or how have you, how have you pronounced that specifically in your head brandon yeah, I've generally gone with like Kara or something Kara? like that. Yeah, because she was obviously the 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 stand-in for for that kind of character. Now, luckily, we they didn't go with her and the Hulk were fucking, but uh, yeah, yeah, they went with a nicer, yeah, more family-friendly. So. Exactly, despite the fact they were talking about orgies for a couple of seconds there, but uh... a wholesome family. Yeah. I'm not going to say orgy. Yeah. Just... Well, there are plenty of scenes, whether Whiskers or the Grandmaster or the Hulk, where there's just women around and mm-hmm. you're left to your imagination. Yeah. There was one point where I swear I thought I, I, swear I, thought I saw a nipple when one of the... Uh, it, it was when they were sitting there with Goldblum. And we got to talk about Goldblum. Because, oh, man, just... Peak Goldblum in this movie, wasn't he? Like Goldblumiest. Yeah, like, just <laughs> only there, like, was, like, they could have cast anybody. And it's like, Goldblum didn't even really bring anything to the movie other than the Goldblum. Other than himself. And then it was just glorious. glorious exactly, and it was glorious because of that. Like, like there, there was no, like, you could have cast anybody for that, and you, you would have, like, lost a little bit just because it wasn't Jeff Goldblum. And, yeah, but, those are the scenes where you're like, this is ad-libbed, and they told like Jeff Goldblum, like, here, say these six words, and just have fun. Yeah, and then just be Goldblum. And like like the bit where he was like, <laughs> she was like, or she was like, oh, you know, you said that word I don't like. And she's like, what, like mainframe? And he's like, no. No, why, why would it be, why would a, yeah, why would it be mainframe? And I was just like, oh, God, I love Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I always say about her? It starts with the B, trash. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I why, you, I'm so sorry. It's why are you handing me the person melty stick? No, he just interrupted me. It's all like the goo. It's getting on my feet. Oh, <laughs> so good. Oh God damn it. Um. Oh, the Goldblum thing. I was gonna say the it, it, you gotta have someone more eccentric than Benicio del Toro, though. You know. Okay. Family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would work. So if they're good looking ball. at that and they're like, mm, who can we get? I'd go Goldblum. Mm. True, yeah, 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 because yeah, because the, the the Grandmaster and the Collector are are related in the comics, so yeah. Plus, if you're gonna have Sam Neill play Odin, oh yeah, play, okay, so... yeah. Now that you brought it up, yeah, now it's time to talk about that. In a movie filled with laughs, I think the 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 hardest I laughed. I mean, like the, the biggest audience laugh I got, and I, I was there with a packed house, had to be at least two hundred people in one of the big ass. Because uh, I was in the D-Box theater in, in Barrie, so that was, like, like there's at least 200 people in the theater. The hardest... Oh, man, did you D-Box? Did I did not D-Box. I did not D-Box for this. No, have you have you used the D-Box before, Brandon? Dude, I have stayed away from it. We were going to do it for Fast and the Furious 17 or whatever, just, you know, a while yeah. ago, we all missed it. 
Okay. Um, we were going to get you in on that, too, if you recall. We had this conversation, right. and I w- everyone forgot. True. Okay. And now, next Fast and the Furious movie, just so we can look like the biggest douchebags possible. Absolutely. In our I douchebags. Absolutely do that. for that. Um... I've only I've I've deboxed once. I did it for the I did it for Doctor Strange, oddly enough, because my wife and I were like, let's give it a shot, and uh, you know, it's fun. Do it once. <laughs> do it once. I'd say just to experience it, but probably not worth the extra five bucks they charge you or whatever it is. But uh, no, I didn't de I didn't debox for this one, and I'm glad I didn't because there was there was way more <laughs> like heavy scenes in this. But I think the hardest the audience laughed that I saw was. Um, when Mark Ruffalo does his swan dive, and then just... I <laughs> fucking lost yeah. oh, I that scene. Like, that was... I didn't lose it because I saw it coming. Really? I it was hilarious. I didn't see it. I thought they were, honestly thought they were going to go with the heroic transformation, and he was just going to turn Me into the too. Hulk on the way down. I honestly didn't see that coming. I was like, and, and I'm a guy... Now, and we can easily get into the most telegraphed line in the history of movies, which was Odin's, you're stronger line that I... Like, <laughs> The entire theater, I was sitting there, like, Odin goes, no, or, or he goes, I'm, I'm not, not as strong as you. I'm not as strong as you, and he goes, no, and then he does, like, a three-second pause, and Hopkins gives it that, like, turn where he shifts from, like, left to right, yeah. and I swear the entire audience in my theater went, you're stronger. <laughs> it was just, it was the most telegraphed line in the history of movies, I swear to God, and then, like, yeah, so that was quite predictable. That's a, I did not predict that Ruffalo was just going to, like, bang against the Rainbow Bridge and pass out. And I thought that was funny. There was a little bit of a splash to it or something. Like, the yeah. sound design was brilliant that moment. It was <laughs> yeah, literally like a bug like, hitting your pump. windshield. Right? Yeah. Whatever thud sound effect they use, that's a great point, right? Is whatever thug sound effect they use, that just had me rolling. Like, and I, yeah. And I had, like, an aisle seat, so I easily could have just been like, like, oh, my God, let me just roll around on the stairs for two seconds seconds but like yeah that that was the hardest that uh that that the audience laughed for in, in a movie filled with laughs because again thor ragnarok comedy movie um yeah but yeah, <laughs> your stronger line jesus that was telegraphed god they were just like well you know we'll put it in there the audience they'll buy this right <laughs> it's just oh god um yeah, we have to talk about the, uh, the the play at the beginning and that like Miller, you wanted to talk, you wanted to step in and that like say what you want to say <laughs> yeah, about that. Let's throw some guest stars in here for two yeah. seconds. <laughs> uh, for me, the best bit of it was, and I mean there was a lot of great stuff in it. So I mean, but the best was like cut to like the uh, like the chorus and they're like singing the soundtrack to like the, yeah uh, to Thor Dark World. <laughs> Is that what it was? But yeah, it's credited as like the Thor Dark World theme. Like it's in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Sam Neill, fucking, fucking Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, the Matt Damon. Like that was the hardest I laughed. Like the I, lesser, yeah. least of the Hemsworths. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Luke. Luke, the Luke, the like. It's not yeah. even Liam. <laughs> yeah, is is the third one. Luke, Luke Hemsworth. I think is just like. But like when Matt Damon was there, I was just like, fucking Matt Damon is in this flick. Right? It's just I'm dying, brother. Make sure that build a statue of me. It's <laughs> like I wanted to have the. Horns. We'll build a big statue. Oh God, that was funny as hell. Um, and, and like you know, Loki as <laughs> as as Anthony Hopkins like lounging and eating grapes. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, he's got his concubines feeding him grapes and shit. That's so good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh. I just 
Brandon, you mentioned uh, some of the Planet Hulk stuff. How did you feel about the, the, the stuff that they actually pulled from, from Planet Hulk for this movie? Well, you know, it's... They basically just pulled characters and, and they yeah. pulled a setting, you know, and they changed Sakaar quite a bit. Mm. But they did keep one thing that I found really weird. And, I, you know, this is what started me down the rabbit hole, by the way, uh, to actually reading other content. Because generally speaking, I'm I'm like you, Matt, where I don't read anything. I don't read anything before the film. I don't read anything after the film until we do a show. And I actually, because of some stuff that I heard and read that people showed to me, I went ballistic. And then I decided that Merma was going to do a show and, and we had talked about doing a show. Um, and, and that was the... Like, no one could understand why Thor, when he got to Sakaar, didn't put up a bigger fight. Now, you and I, we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. like, you know, like the Silver Surfer is captured easily. Um, obviously, Hulk is captured easily. Like, because when, when you get there, you've gone through a wormhole, essentially. Your body's been, like, torn apart and put back together kind of thing. Like, you're tired. You're, you're drained. There's nothing to you. And they take them all very easily off the jump. But they didn't explain that. So a lot of people were asking me, you know, and, and there was a lot of articles, again, that I read about the sliding scale. And that was the term they used, the sliding scale of of the hero's powers in this film. From Loki to Thor to Hulk, you know, where they'd be super powerful at one moment and then not at the other. And But that theme, that scene, sorry, that theme, um, was, was the one that was called it the most. And it's the only one that's kind of incorrect for comic book nerds, but they didn't contextualize it. So unless there was someone sitting in your audience being like, you know, I'm a comic book expert and I can tell you that it's because when you get to Sakaar at first, you're very fatigued and you can't, you know, like mm-hmm. there, there was no explanation for that. But it, it, it didn't so it didn't work in the film. But as far as like the characters go, I liked what they did with Korg because I've always kind of disliked the character. He's just nothing, you know, even shittier version of the thing. Yeah. And I obviously everybody hates me because he's the betrayer (laughs) he's the betrayer exactly you know you got (laughs) you got to deal with planet or world war hulk which i don't particularly like or i don't like as much as planet hulk Hmm. because of of him i wonder if there's an alternate take on when thor arrives on sakaar for that purpose brandon Mm -hmm. uh because there was a shot towards the end of the movie when they go through the devil's anus uh, sentence I never thought I would say on this podcast. I, I love... yeah. That goes back to the potential improv. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there's a scene where they come through it again and then they're like all passed out in their chairs for a moment. Like I wonder if there's something like that that got cut from the from the uh you know, the theatrical cut of this movie. When so arrives and he's like passed out and then, you know, he stumbles to his feet and then meets like the scrappers. Hmm. Yeah, but that's why you cut, like you guys said off the top, just just cut as much as I like him. Cut Carl Urban right out of the film. <laughs> yeah. Every Get those 30 seconds back. And just, just, you know, put him in there, you know? Yeah. Just give give him a little bit more time when he first lands on Sakaar to get, so you can contextualize that. And maybe a little bit more emotion when his dad dies. It's just like, okay, bye, Dad. All right. Hi, huh? <laughs> yeah. That was, was pretty ruthless, though. It went straight from, like... You know, he, yeah, he passed away, and then like that was the that was the uh, catalyst for Hella be coming loose from whatever it, you know transdimensional prison she was in. Yeah, like has she and literally been standing at the door with her shoes on like a kid for however long? <laughs> you know, I you know like, what? Oh, he's dead. Let's go. 
I, I actually buy this Kate Blanchett version of Hella that she would do that. She's like, I'm just gonna stand here. I'm gonna be ready. Like, like when this happens, I'm gonna be ready oh, totally. to no, make no, an guys, entrance. I, I bought it. If, if if it's so, if the strength of the prison is so tied to Odin's life force or something that he's like slowly dying and slowly getting weaker, she's probably like, oh, any day now, huh? I guess I better get prepared. Yeah, I mean, like, polish up my boots, make sure my pointy crown looks nice. Yeah, I mean, I guess we, we, we can transfer into into, into Kate Blanchett, who just, man, was she having fun. Jesus Christ, was yep. she having fun in this movie. But It was, uh, it was delightful to see. And, and, yeah. I mean, I know that I made some comments earlier about, you know, how her scenes kind of took a back seat for me. But it mm-hmm. wasn't, it wasn't, like, she was great. I really liked her. <laughs> yeah. You also said she was believable in it in the role, though. Like you committed to, you said something like yes. that off the top. So yeah, I, I and I, I completely think that uh, I kind of got like the um, like those flashes of dark Galadriel that you got ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Yeah, that was the joke, <laughs> everybody. Yeah, that. <laughs> that was one of those moments where the where Twitter and the internet gets together to make the same joke for like thirty oh, minutes, yeah. right? Is is we we just we saw that like. The clips of her when the first trailer came out, and they're like, "Oh, Dark Galadriel," and it's like, "This is what happens if Galadriel actually got the ring, right?" And it's like, "Yeah, everyone on the internet made that same joke, right?" <laughs> oh, I, I apologize, I didn't see that. <laughs> no, that's, I mean that's fine. I'm just that's. <sighs> I saw the classic, you know, here's yeah. Galadriel, and here's yeah. like, uh, you know, what's his face, Carl Urban from Lord of the Rings, whose name I always forget. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's the reunited but yeah, like, and like they 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 obviously fudged her character a little bit because in this one they made her the elder sister of of the uh, Loki and uh, and Thor, which was I never the case in the comics. I don't yeah, I don't she's think Loki's daughter. Yeah, normally it's yeah she's Loki's daughter in the com- and but, but not like it's not like this version of Loki though, isn't it? It's like some I don't it's know. another yeah yeah it depends who cares? Who, it depends who's telling the story right like it's just it's one of those like what right. they they just yada yada but I just thought that was a really when they were like oh she's when uh, Anthony Hopkins was like your older sister Hella and I'm like older sister I'm like okay all right I buy it proceed okay, 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 yeah okay. I'm like I'm like okay proceed proceed your hot I like older it. sister that all your friends are really into <laughs> I guess yeah it's just Trust like me, Hella. Yeah, yeah. That's why she had to go away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so bad. But yeah, uh, since before you were born. <laughs> and they brought in the Fenris wolf, which was God is hilarious. Because if you know anything, because I know Miller knows this, um, and Rob might know this, but, but uh, Brandon, my wife, she can't handle. Oh yeah. Animal violence whatsoever. So she's sitting there next to me, and when the Hulk starts basically German suplexing Fenris yep. at, the, at the end of the movie, nope. she's yeah, she's like covering her ears and looking away, and I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, baby, it's an evil hellhound. Like he's gonna eat all those people. Like this is not a good. Like this is not yeah. like this is not old. This is not old Yeller, right? Like you know, this is just this is an evil hellhound. He's just missing two other heads, and he'd have been Cerberus, right? It's just like, come on now. Like who cares that he's getting suplexed and he was a CG, like he was a CGI character, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, anyway, Kate Blanchett, and let me ask Miller this first. Sure. Best villain in the MCU. Oh, so far, yeah. This is where the 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 Luke Cage effect comes back in for me. Okay. I really enjoyed her, but 
I, I feel like we needed more against her and Thor directly for me to consider her a great villain. Okay. I feel like her villainy was very hemmed in because she came to Asgard and then immediately couldn't leave. And as much as I enjoyed her, you know, giving her speeches and, you know, pulling giant knives out of nowhere and generally being awesome and fun and I, I really like the portrayal of the character. I just don't think that the movie was set up in such a way like she became the B story of that somehow. And it, that's that's the one flaw of this movie as far as I'm concerned. She could have easily been the best villain in the MCU, but the movie was not structured that way. Yeah, I think I agree with you that her backstory became kind of the B plot because the A plot is kind of, we got to get off Sakaar, right? And then it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the B party is, we'll get to Hela when, when we get to it. Uh, Brandon, like how much how much Thor-Hela interaction do we actually see? Like 10 minutes? Yeah, Maybe. very good point, very good point. And uh, I mean, that, I mean that's, I mean, I, it's, it's you try to make comparisons to other movies in the MCU because there are lots of times where, you know, you don't necessarily have that much one-on-one time like that's about as much like uh you know star lord and um uh what's his name lee pace <laughs> i forget mm-hmm. the name of that character um in the accuser. I mean, yeah that's it but he's i'm really upset with like, you by the way because i had to take it off mute to eat a pie or rather <laughs> i was eating a pie and i had to jump in to say that so i'm upset oh, back, to mute. back to pie, back to pie. <laughs> but uh, uh yeah i mean like uh you know when we see like in my opinion, best villain in the MCU so far, and it's it's hard because there aren't very great ones in general. Um, but like uh, Purple Man, Kilgrave mm-hmm. is good. Um, Wilson Fisk is probably the best. I agree. Um, and as far as movies, like not Netflix series, I would probably say The Vulture. No, Tom Hiddleston's Loki is actually the best. I, I still don't think Loki. But he's, I mean, but like the thing is, you you buy Loki's motivation even in the first movie. It's like okay, the father and the son, and he's the second born, or like I know, don't buy Loki's really... motivation. Which is really wow, I completely buy it because he's like. It falls apart in this movie because he's just the petulant younger brother. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, like, that's... and I totally like that's a totally believable thing. But I just talk, yeah, translate to like genocide. No, I'm talking about just specifically in the first one, right? Like you buy his motivation in the first one, where it's like the 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 two brothers. He's the younger bro- adopted brother, and he's fighting to you know like. Uh, you know he's he's fighting with his his older brother for the love of the father of his adopted sure, father and sure. he tries to prove it, him. It's, like it's you, a very you buy very cool, those moves, cool, very right? Very real rivalry, yeah. yes. But then translating that to super villainy, like I'm gonna shoot the Bifrost until I destroy Jotunheim, and I'm gonna destroy yeah. Jod Thor and all his friends, and I'm gonna conquer Asgard. Like it's like, all right, <laughs> come on. Yeah. I don't know. And then, and then going straight into Avengers, where it's like, okay, well, I guess I'll conquer Earth now and make packs with evil aliens and so on. Like, I, I don't know. I just never really liked Loki that much. Which, haven't we seen a new version of the Chitari that looks a little less like just gray monster faces? Hasn't this been in the background of some cutscene or something like that? We've seen a new version of the Chitari. Oh, that's news that, to am I? Yeah, am I, maybe I'm incorrect about that, but I remember seeing it and being like, oh, yeah, that looks more like the comics. Not exactly, but whatever. Um, to, that, would I guess, be, that would be news to me. It wouldn't surprise me if something that they like threw well, into it's kind a, of a waste. Shot, like Agents of Shield or something like that. Yeah, they they just seem like a really big waste in Avengers. It didn't it didn't matter. They're just 
gray monsters. You just said it yourself, right? Yeah. Well, and, and they were the point. Machines, like, yeah. and this is something that Matt and I have sort of said um, on many like uh, Marvel and DC uh, podcasts in the past, where you know when you're talking about Marvel movies, the focus is on the heroes. The villains mm-hmm. are kind of they don't matter because it's all about the hero's story. Whereas in like DC movies, and I guess not so much movies, but like DC TV shows, DC uh, cartoons, comics. It's all about the cool villains. It's all about the rogues gallery. Yeah. I, and I I don't necessarily agree with you, Matt, by the way, that Loki's the best villain because I have trouble categorizing him as a villain. Same yeah. problem I have with I, Justin it, Hammer or yeah, like Harry Osborne. Yeah. It's like, you know, it, it, because they're just, they're constantly foils, but they're not inherently, I don't know. Like you said, you actually said it yourself, it's just that they're misguided, you know, mm-hmm. so... Same with the Vulture, I guess. So That's a great point, actually, Brandon. Um, as far as villains that I could believe existing, there's the brother uh, rivalry and Loki that I can I can definitely get behind, but Justin Hammer might be the most realistic villain. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Sam Rockwell's amazing. He's the only, he's the only reason to watch Iron Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> he's the saving grace of that movie. I really like Red Skull, too. You know, people, people have kind of forgotten about him, but yeah. Hugo Weaving was fantastic, another villain that I oh, felt yeah. carried much of the movie you know um, so I, I liked Hell a lot but I, I wouldn't put her above Red Skull I wouldn't put her above Vulture I wouldn't put her above Justin Hammer but I'm probably in the you know minority with, with regards to that yeah. um, and like you said tons of Netflix villains that are awesome like Madame Gao and um, you know uh, you already mentioned Wilson, Wilson Fisk and, and so forth so yeah. For for me, for Hella, it's a matter of placement because I because most of this movie was taking place on Sakaar and and having to deal with like Hor, uh, Thor and Hulk's uh, breakout and so on. It, it felt more like the main villain was the Grandmaster and his sort of you know bureaucracy. Yeah, that's fair. I I would completely agree with that. It's inconsequential that that Hell is even in the movie for for this the entire second act really. Yeah, it, it basically is like, you know, the whole premise of the movie is Thor is trying to stop Ragnarok and stop Hela and all that. But, I mean, that that's basically like the last 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. It's a fun last 20 oh, no, minutes. And I love them bringing back the Zeppelin score again. Like, I want them to keep that all the way through as like a Thor theme. Like, I want you to hear a little of the intro to Immigrant Song when he's like showing up in other flicks, stuff like that. I'd be totally really... fine with it if it was like the Wonder Woman theme where it's just like, oh, you hear that like hard guitar riff and you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was exactly what I thought of when it first started. Yeah. That, yeah. that would have that kind of feeling to it. Well, that they played it twice because they played it in that opening scene with uh, Surtur. And, yeah. and it was rad, but then they played it again when he got his lightning powers, and you're like, oh, hell yeah, they earned it now. It's even better. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And it's a nice bookend, too, because you have him in two different places, and you're kind of celebrating him in both those places. That sounds really dirty. <laughs> and you're basically, the two two scenes where he's doing, like, the opposite things, too. He's <laughs> defeating Surtur and then bringing him to terrible fruition. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, how did you feel about the Doctor Strange uh, cameo? <laughs> I completely forgot it was in it. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, oh, really? No, no, like not in the sense that I saw the movie and forgot that it was in the movie, but yeah. going into the movie when it came up, oh, yeah. when it showed the address, I, my initial thought was like, I'm fucking going back to Sherlock? What the heck? I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> He's Doctor Strange in this, and they did that. 
Yeah. Uh, it was like, and it teased at it at the end of uh, Doctor Strange, I think it was. Yeah, their post-credit scene, I think, had yeah was was most of that scene where he had yeah. the beer glass or whatever, like the never-ending yeah, exactly. beer. So yeah. when this happened, I had completely forgot about it. And then when it came up, it's like, okay, that was just a nice little, yep, Doctor Strange is doing things. He's keeping tabs on the, you know, the other beings that show up on Earth. Get out. <laughs> Go away. Well, from what I understand about Doctor Strange, which is admittedly very little, like, I don't know a ton about that character other than what I know from, like, parodies like the Venture Brothers and the Doctor Strange origin movie. Um, like, this is what that character is, where he shows up, he does something, and then, you know, he's just completely unfazed by the metaphysical ramifications of what he's doing to the point where he's just, like, teleporting Thor around the library for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. So, like, he was there for... It's like, cool, that's long that, bye. How long did it last? Five minutes, maybe? If, if like, that. If that. And in that five minutes, uh, Strange got to fuck with Thor with all the teleporting. Right. And then Thor got to... T- trash the place by bringing the umbrella back to him. <laughs> well, I mean, and even in universe, like it was just like, oh yeah, Loki, and he drops him out of the portal. He's like, I've been falling for thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Then he like, goes to in, try in to real strange, time, in just... canon time, that took half an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brandon, favorite moment, line, whatever. What, what was your favorite part of of Thor Ragnarok? Ooh, that's. I was not ready for that, dude. Yeah, that's happening. Totally caught. It yeah. caught me off guard. Uh, I just went yeah. blank. And... You can do me if you want. I'll, I'll All go. right, Miller, fill in. Come Go back ahead. to me. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the scene this. where I laughed the hardest because it reminded me of my girlfriend talking about me. It's like, oh, Banner, I don't like him. He's a nerd. He's all like, ooh, numbers and science. <laughs> and he just gives a sheepish little shrug, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and it like completely sells him out later when he's like, oh, I don't like the Hulk. He's all like, oh, I'm strong. I punch things. <laughs> like he just does the same thing where he just trashes his alternate personality twice yeah <laughs> it, but uh, when he's doing like his banner impression like ooh numbers and science and so on he just gets this little, like I'm a fucking nerd <laughs> <laughs> Rob how about you favorite moment or line or, or I, I definitely can't do line because okay. I, I'd have to see it again to like get through all yeah. of them however two of the greatest scenes that I enjoyed through it because they did make me laugh the hardest. One we already talked about when Banner did his swan dive out. Christ, that was and, funny. And yeah. smacked off the bridge. Um, but in the same vein as that, when uh, when Thor's busting out and is giving his last line to Valkyrie and oh, then yeah. throws the ball to try to break the, the glass and then dive out, and it comes back and bashes him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking lost it at that point, too. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I'm yeah, actually really about it. Fantastic. Um, that uh, scene where Banner does the swan dive, is that like a direct burn on the Ed Norton Hulk? <laughs> because that That's scene happened I was exactly expecting the same, it to be the same. Oh, good <laughs> point. I didn't even think of that. Because See, that's he's what got, I like, the line, of. like, he has some sort of, like, I'm going to do something heroic line to live Tyler and does the dive out of the helicopter, right? <laughs> but then oh, he actually, okay. like, it's the same sort of thing. Like, he hits the ground, and you're like, oh, shit, it didn't work, and then he turns into the Hulk. But we don't actually see it. It's not played for comedy. It's played for drama. Here, it's obviously played for comedy. <laughs> yeah, 
but it, it was directly related in my mind. <laughs> I couldn't remember that old one if it was done for like I'm gonna go save her and this will work, or if he was trying to kill himself or someone was trying to kill him by you know <laughs> I'm gonna push you out of this. Yeah, well, in, in, in the, the in the Ed, in the Ed Norton Hulk, uh, it's played for drama where like he gets captured by you know William Hurt and uh, Liv Tyler's in the helicopter and they're all getting airlifted away. But Abomination is tearing apart the Bronx. Or you mean Harlem? Toronto. Harlem. Yeah, slash Toronto. Harlem slash Toronto. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Young Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam the Record Man in the background. And Zanzibar. Don't forget yeah, yeah, Zanzibar. Yeah, yeah, good pull. Good pull. Uh, and then uh, he, you know, he's like, I gotta go. I gotta save it. I'm the only one. And I'll jump out of this helicopter and that'll be the stress I need to turn into the Hulk. And he has this, like, moment where he's like, uh-oh, it's not working. And he just smacks on the ground. How fucking ballsy but, would it have been to just roll the credits right there? Just yeah. start them. Just start them. You just yeah. scare everybody. That would have been, yeah, that would have been a great, like, we're gonna play with the, uh, <laughs> we're gonna, we're, we're just, we're gonna play with the conventions and we're just gonna start rolling the credits. And, like, that would have been a real Andy Kaufman moment there, Brandon, just to, like, troll everybody. Just roll the credits for, like, just I'm gonna 20 seconds, right? Yeah. And then... A little, little too Deadpool for me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It would have been a little... Yeah, very, very good point, Miller. It would have been a little fourth Wally, right? But, uh... But, but I fully expect to see a how it should have ended. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, for my scene, I'll go with uh, New Doug. I like that. Oh, that's... oh that was another great one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> New Doug. That whole first interaction uh, with Taika Waititi yeah. in the role of Korg. Because I was so pissed. Like, for the first few seconds, I'm like, why the hell is Korg talking like that? And then I'm thinking, that's Taika Waititi. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to be honest, the last thing that I watched, I, I haven't... I, I've watched, uh, you know, what we do in the shadows, like the vampire show. Oh, and, I have uh, that saved. i got to watch that. Concords and stuff. Yeah. Um, it, and it's an amazing show, but I haven't watched it in a, in a while, admittedly. But I've recently rewatched Green Lantern, and he's he's the you know um, oh, yeah, he's the psychic Reynolds guy. buddy, right? Was he? Oh, yeah. Man. Okay. And uh, and so I, after a second, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I recognize that voice. Who is this? Oh, it's it's Taika Waititi, and uh, and so I, it kind of changed my mood. And and kind of brought me into the character. Okay, well, he wanted to play this character so badly. Let's see what he's going to do with it. And then the scene was was one of the uh, most like uh, earned dialogue driven jokes in in the film. So uh, you know, I'm I think my favorite Korg line was after like Loki's illusion visits Thor in that prison, and then like disappears. <laughs> last time, I was like piss off, ghost. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everything in that circular room is amazing. Yeah, all yeah, all the seasons. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. For the first like 40 minutes, or or basically for the whenever we met Korg, but for 40 minutes, honestly, and Miller, you'll get a kick out of this. I didn't even realize it was uh, Takuya Watiti. And until like I was reading the credits, I honestly thought it was, it was Re- Brett McKenzie. No, I thought it was Reese Darby. I thought it was oh. Reese Darby. I thought it was I thought it was Murray from Flight of the Concords because he sounded just like yeah, him. Yeah. And I was just oh, like, is that they run in the same circles? <laughs> yeah, and they're yeah they're all in the same because like yeah didn't uh, Watiti he was like a exec producer or something in in Flight of the Concords like they're all yeah like they're all. Uh, they're all buddies, right? And and they not exactly a big country. No, they they all work together, and then like it's 
great that they all do because like my god but like honestly they're all brilliant oh uh, yeah and they're all yeah absolutely they're all they're all fantastic and everything that they do it's just like i honestly thought it was reese darby and i was like turning to my wife going is that murray is that murray like one shoe right and it's just like are you filming this on a cell phone it's getting good footage yeah it's just like yeah it just made it that much more uh enjoyable and then when i, I was like oh i was wrong with was talking with td awesome love that guy too right and you're like yeah and and i completely forgot that you mentioned it brandon because i basically blocked out my my uh memory because honestly the last time i went to the drive-in we went to a double feature and the double feature was iron man 3 and the green lantern and Ooh. so i haven't been to the drive-in since oh it was uh Don't blame you yeah, it, it was it was Iron Man three, I think, was the first one, and it was just like, yeah, I forgot he played Tom in in Green Lantern, the like uh, the Native American character. So I guess they were using a New Zealander as a Native American in the in the in the Green Lantern. Technically, he's uh, Native. He's just not like a Native American. Yeah, Native yeah, New Zealander. Exactly. Yeah. We don't need to offend anybody on this podcast. I do enough yeah. of that on Twitter. <laughs> um, Let's let it go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, man, we should do a drunk podcast on, on the Green Lantern movie. That, that'd be a great drunk commentary. It's the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. Although... It, you, mo- you have a few other drunk commentaries yeah. to do. <laughs> it would mostly be me crying, I think. I'd just be like, the Green Lantern is so awesome and this movie sucks. <laughs> the, the ones that we have on the docket for now are like The Last Airbender. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, Superman versus Batman. That yeah, that's true. And we still gotta, we still gotta do the Nick Cage Holy Trinity of uh, the '90s yeah. Holy Trinity yeah. of Conair and Conair. Con yeah, and and Brandon, I gotta come on your podcast and pitch my 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 face off to plot line. All right, because right. I, I, right. I think you'll, I think you'll now enjoy that. Um, I like it. We gotta get a, a '90s Action Week Part Two going because we said we yeah, were gonna so. do it, and then you know, I. I, I remember baby. to you, Matt. I don't know if I did this on a podcast. Yeah. I pitched uh, Armageddon to Armageddon some more. <laughs> oh, my favorite on our show is uh, what is it? Uh, Top Gun to the Goosening. <laughs> Goosening, that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Rock my eight, eight Brains Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite, honestly, my favorite moment. I think in this whole thing might have been just Thor not falling for Loki's double cross this time. At all. <laughs> At all. Like, Loki's he like... Learned. Yeah, like, because it's just... If I, it, to me, it was it was a real great... Like, I don't want to say human because he's Asgardian, but it was a real great human moment, right? Because it was real, like, you know, fool me twice, you know, that whole, that whole line where it's just like... And I realized that Thor is supposed to be this big meathead, and, and he's, he's not, like, he's not supposed to be fucking, like, the Batman where he's 12 steps ahead of everybody at all times, but, like... At a certain point, it's like, come on, yeah, dude, right? So, yeah. I like, agree, Matt, because if that right? had gone the other way, I would have been fear. <laughs> yeah, because, like, I'd be like, this is the third time, dude, right? And then when he when he used the obedience disc, and shout out to the obedience discs from Planet Hulk that, that, were, in the, that were in this movie, so he put the obedience disc on, uh, on Loki and tricked him. I was honestly, like, I did, like, an internal, like, slow clap where I was just like, yes, thank you, that's good storytelling. That's very good storytelling because, like, if he for him to like fall for it yet again, and it's just uh, I don't know. And I was already kind of soured because they did that like like we were talking about it like I don't know like half hour ago or whatever. But the whole like the MCU can't let things breathe because they like two minutes before that that really great scene, 
they did the thing where like they're in the elevator and Thor and Loki are having this really great moment and and it's like there's some actual pathos and it's like man these guys are having a good time and it's like all right these guys are gonna be okay and then Thor's like let's do help me and he's like no we're not doing good help. and he's like no we're not doing help me and he's like no Thor we're Tom <laughs> yeah. yeah he's like yeah we're totally doing help me and I'm just like uh and I'm gonna call this right now Loki sacrifices himself to save Earth at some point in in the Infinity Wars. That's that's what I say. I'm I'm throwing that out there right now. What what day are we recording this on? November sixth. Um, Lo, Loki's gonna die to protect somebody or something or someone. Yeah, um, I or, would like, actually yeah. go so far as to say he won't die to protect Earth. He'll die to protect the uh, Ark with the Asgardians on it. Yeah, or something. He'll die like in the first half hour of Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'll say. Because I think I think part one of Infinity War is when Marvel is actually gonna kill some people yeah take some of their guys out i mean they have to don't they don't they have it's to be definitely house part one up in here yeah except hopefully more entertaining than just when they're telling the story of the dudes and how they got their sticks and and whatnot uh yeah i did not like that one miller um i thought okay i thought it was hilarious that they killed the warriors three but like yeah. Sif no, wasn't Sif. Like, was Sif, yeah, Sif wasn't there she's just like where's Sif I don't know <laughs> she's in the new season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I was just yeah. guessing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now oh god what a, what a actually the last season wasn't that bad I don't know I don't know do you keep up on that one Brandon no no uh, not, no man I don't know. I can't, I, I can't get into it. I'm sorry. It's I not great. Like, like it's not I great. Liked the first season, second season lost me, and I've never gone back. I did it's not. Like the Animatrix, but it goes on forever. Oh, oh gotta... what a hole! It's bad enough I have to watch like five short animated films to understand your, you know, one good film and do two your bad homework. Films. Yeah. Now you're gonna tell me that so that I can sew all of these films together? I have to watch a show every whatever day at this time. Mm. No. In defense of Animatrix, it came out before the two bad films. <laughs> yes. No, I know. I'm just yeah. kidding around. I actually really like. What's the one in it that has the guy that's like, uh, he's he runs so fast he wakes himself up. I love yeah, that no, one. That's so cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean though. I don't know the titles anymore. It's been years, but <laughs> that's all right. Oh, Brandon Fleet overall rating for Thor Ragnarok. Uh... Go ahead and make make. We just make up whatever like make up whatever you want on this. If you want to give it like five broken hammers out of six, go ahead and do that. I'm going to give it four hawk schlongs out of five. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin I, Miller, I enjoyed ahead. it. I enjoyed Three it thoroughly. Sub. This, talk, this talk is really helping me to rec- reconcile my feelings both towards that itself and, and the film. That was a good line, Service too. When, provide. That was a good line, too, when Thor's like, oh, it's in my brain now. It's never getting out. <laughs> that was good. Oh, man. Kevin Miller, rating overall rating for Thor Ragnarok? Uh, I'm going to borrow a rating system that I saw in a recent Jeff Goldblum uh, GQ video. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it an 8 out of a possible 10 Goldblooms. <laughs> um, not without its faults, but still probably in my top 5 Marvel movies. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Goldblum, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Rob Kaufflash, what, what are you giving Thor Ragnarok? I'm gonna give it uh, eight lightning strikes out of ten. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in the same boat. I'm. I'm. I'm giving this one eight out of ten. Eight broken hammers out of ten is is what I'm. I'm gonna give Thor. I think. I think honestly, I think this one will age really well though. Yeah, I think. 
yeah, so the, yeah. the eight's gonna hold. It's not gonna diminish like so many others. Yeah, yeah like I think it's gonna be like Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah, where I liked it the first weekend, and then I thought about it a bit. <laughs> I just I think I think like for me the big one is Guardians two, which came out earlier this year. Like I mean I I just. We came on here, and I think it was I think it was Rob and and I think KB was on for that one, and we were all like, "Yeah, good flick. We had so much fun. Great seeing those characters. Hey, Yondu's back, and he's using his arrow and stuff. And it's like, oh, he died. Boy, that was weird. They finally killed somebody, and it was him. Like, and we were just like, eh. yeah, eight out of ten. And then I thought about it later, and I was like, no, nah, I was so fucking far from an eight out of ten, right? That I was just yeah. like, eh. there are a couple for me. It's Age of Ultron, Guardians two, and Suicide Squad that I gave a rating for, and then immediately was like, huh, I don't know about that rating anymore. God, you, um, you're, just, you're not allowed. Actually, I'm actually terrified to go back and watch Civil War though, because my recollection of it is probably yeah. not as good as I gave a score. No, too. Civil War absolutely yeah, stands. Civil War absolutely stands up because the fucking Black Panther was in it. So, uh, like, anytime the Black Panther, I don't agree. But, yeah. Well, I, you know what? I, I go back every now and then on YouTube and just watch all the Black Panther scenes and just go. <laughs> like, then again, you guys were talking shit. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You guys were talking shit about Iron Man three earlier, and I've rewatched oh. that a handful of times, and I think it's a great film because now I know going into it, it's a Shane Black film. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I know what to expect. I have Knowing not. Now that I know about Shane Black has improved that movie a lot in my mind. I have not deigned to watch Iron Man three since the aforementioned viewing in the in in the uh, in in the drive-in. And I just, I couldn't get over the Mandarin plot twist. I just, I could not get over that. And I realized the internet, for whatever reason, like, they, like that's one of those things, like, Iron Man's the, the opposite of Guardians 2, I think, where Guardians 2 came out and the internet was like, greatest fucking movie ever! And then, after a month, they were like, eh, it wasn't so good. Iron Man 3 was the exact opposite, where Iron Man 3 came out and it was like, boy, what a piece of shit, I can't believe they, they, they pissed on the Mandarin like that. And then, like you said, Brandon, you, I... I couple of rewatches and it's like hey you know what not so bad and i just i just haven't mm. i just haven't been able to get over that i'm just so upset because they were just doing such a fucking fantastic job with 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 the mandarin and and uh god his name uh, ben kingsley was just mm-hmm. slaying it and i was just like there was just no need for that twist i was just, like <laughs> right and it's just and and then all of a sudden it was like we're we're stuck in the Incredibles plot where where Guy Pierce is pissed that he didn't show up to a meeting one time and now is trying to give everybody superpowers and uh, the, the, for uh, me the the biggest uh, missed opportunity because I don't really care about the Mandarin I don't know comics that super well I mean I don't I don't have that 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 baggage going into it necessarily mm-hmm. I, baggage isn't the right word but you know what I mean yeah. Um, but uh, for me, the biggest disappointment was you have a cool villain and you're subverting it for yet another billionaire industrialist. Yeah, that, that that's... Yeah, they should have probably used Justin Hammer for more of it than just that, like, post-credit, or not post-credit, but, like, on the DVD one-shot that also is like, don't worry, the Mandarin's still out there. Yeah. Um, So I I totally get that. My only real complaint about the movie is uh, Super Pepper. Like, that's my only concern about the whole film. Like, other than that, I'm cool with everything. Guy Pierce gets film. beat by Gwyneth Paltrow in yoga pants at the end of the film, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Which, you know. A little off, a little off. So, Depends on your kinks. 
Yeah, he could be into that sort of thing. I need yeah. to. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna rewatch Iron Man three. I gotta. I gotta take Brand. I'm gonna take your word for it, Brand. I'm gonna rewatch. Iron rewatch Man that and, movie, and maybe the yeah. week before you do so, uh, rewatch A Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, go. great flick. Um. That's it for our Thor Ragnarok preview, but we're not done. Surprise, motherfuckers! I got one more question for you because oh. today. <laughs> We had today? some, yeah, we had some insane news come out today. I'm not sure if you guys heard about this. Yeah, Disney might be buying Fox. You guys, uh, did you hear about this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Have you read this? They've been saying that for a little bit. I had time to wrap my head around the implications. The implications are, we get the X Men, and I mean, this means something to to some people. It doesn't mean much to me, but certainly not me. Deadpool, Deadpool might be in the MCU. So that's. Oh, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say the third, uh, the third Fantastic Four reboot. In yeah, and and it also means we might get a Fantastic Four, even though I'm not a fan of the Fantastic Four whatsoever, or Deadpool, or I don't know who is. Yeah, it's just man, man, the neckbeards and the Deadpool hoodies. Boy, they love that man. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. It'd be crazy. I just like, what would your feelings be if we try to shoehorn? Like, let's start with Brandon. Do you think we could shoehorn X Men into this? MCU we got going right now? Well, I don't want to get anyone too excited because I, I did read about this too, and it's mm-hmm. like they've been trying to acquire just like 20th Century Fox mm-hmm. and 21st Century Fox and, and, and that part of the company. So like, And they'd also get like FX in the deal or something like that I was yes, reading. That or, was or maybe I read too. that wrong. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting... There's a lot of potential. Like, cause, I, like, I was complaining earlier that I want to see X Men in space. You know, I want those oh. specific adventures. Really? Oh, um, I never liked those. So, it, I, I, it would be cool. Uh, it's not gonna really affect me, you know, in terms of what I go see. I'm gonna go see an X Men movie regardless of who makes it. Unfortunately, because I'm an idiot. Hmm. And uh, and same thing, like with Sony and Spider-Man, as soon as they stop making them with Marvel, if they're smart enough to, or if they're not smart enough to stay with Marvel and Disney, you know, I'm still going to give them my money and be an, an idiot anyway. So I, I just, will it be all that much better if they have all of their characters back under one stable? Absolutely. But I, I it doesn't make any difference to me. I, I don't know. I'm not that excited about it. Maybe I'm just so pessimistic now about it even happening. Cause I've kind of heard this for a while and, mm-hmm. It's just, I don't, I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think that that Fox is gonna sell it off to Disney unless they make an incredible offer, which, you know, they could. Yeah, I mean, it was it was funny to me because I was kind of having a conversation with some some of the cats on the internet about about this, uh, like on Twitter and whatnot, and obviously the neckbeards are panicking because they think they're going to lose Deadpool, right? And, and this could very much mean the, the end of, like, the X-rated, or not X-rated, sorry, the R-rated. R-rated. Uh, the R-rated. Oh, yeah. uh, man, I went, like, super grindhouse there, rated X. Um, <laughs> the the R-rated, uh, you know, because we just got that Logan movie that I... I, I do I think I just do I, think I just noticed it's comment? on Netflix, and I look forward to watching that again. Logan is? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's on well, Netflix. I know what I'm doing when we're on this pod. Um, yeah, uh, Logan was, you know, rated R and, and Deadpool. I mean, I, I know people love Deadpool. I still haven't watched that, and I'm probably not going to just because. Well, I don't need to harp on it, but I don't care for the Deadpool character. So, uh, yeah. So I've never watched the movie, but 
I did see it. My opinion of it is basically that if you like Deadpool, you're going to like the Deadpool movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I don't like the Deadpool character, so why would I go watch the movie, right? So, But that's fine. Other people like Deadpool. I'm not going to begrudge them their, their guy. So they enjoy him. It's just it'd be weird if they all of a sudden started... Like Deadpool slides right into the MCU, I think, with the with the one liners and the whatnot. But I, I just yeah. obviously they wouldn't. But you be able can't to... you can't censor them. That's exactly, the that yeah. It. So that'd be the thing is, can you do a PG thirteen uh, Deadpool? Right. Although we just got a Thor movie where they were talking about orgies. So yeah, God only knows, right? <laughs> like... I don't know. I just like that character enough that I don't want to see him popping up in every after credit scene. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I would Agreed. like to see Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, you know, get a little Dreadpool going or something. Like, I, yeah. I really love that comic. I really, really do. Uh, so, in terms of Deadpool comics, anyway. Yeah. So, that would that would be cool. Just see him going around murdering everyone. Kill Wolverine twice for some reason. You know what I mean? Classic <laughs> Wolverine. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Can't stay dead, cool. that Wolverine. Oh, <laughs> And him just being like to every like Moon Knight, the the part of that comic with Moon Knight is so hilarious because he's just like, are you not getting this? Like he's trying to explain like over and over again, like we're in a fucking comic, like yeah. do you not? Get it? So finally he's just like, all right, screw this. Like for anyone who hasn't read it, I guess I'll, spoiler within a, a spoiler filled movie show, whatever. But uh, so you know, skip ten seconds if you don't want to hear this. But the end of the comic is like him dragging a, his sword down the hallway of the writers. Mm-hmm. You know, offices at Marvel, and then the you know them realizing and him coming into the office. That's how the comic ends, right? Like he just wants out of everything. He just wants to die. He's like a Highlander or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's interesting in terms of a Deadpool comic. I really like it. I remember reading that, and when you're talking about that exact panel, you know what it reminded it reminded me of the old Warner Brothers cartoons when like. Like Daffy, like, like Daffy Duck. Yeah, Duckamuck, right? When Daffy Duck was getting fucked with, and then it turned out that Bugs Bunny was drawing was drawing the cartoon the whole time. That is exactly like every time I think of Deadpool, I go, I go, or like that panel. It reminds me of the time when, uh, yeah, (laughs) when Bugs Bunny was drawing the Donald Duck cartoon and just fucking with him, and it's just like, oh man, I love that we mentioned Natalie Portman on this podcast about as much as they did in the movie where they completely yada yada her. I'm surprised they didn't go. Happy Gilmore with it, like, oh yeah, she's dead. She fell off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, good pull. Good pull. Oh man. Oh my god. I'm sorry to hear that. Someone says while trying not to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic. Oh god. Um. Anybody have else? Anything else they want to add to the Thor Ragnarok review? Before we Zeppelin get out of here. Rules. Zeppelin rules. Matt, did you get Kevin's thoughts on on the Fox merger thing? Oh yeah. Go ahead, Kevin. I'm sure other people have said something similar. I, I quickly ran to the washroom there. Mm. Um, but uh, I I don't know. There, there's not a whole lot as far as like Marvel stuff that that's comes to the table that I care that much about because I don't care about Fantastic Four. I don't care about um, Deadpool. I kind of don't want to have them contaminate the things that I liked about the MCU. Contaminate's a strong um, word, I think. It, it is, and I mean, I, I, I know that... I, I honestly won't care that much, but uh, X-Men could be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. If they acquired it, um, yeah. I don't see it affecting anything in the current MCU, but after Infinity War, when yeah. that whole arc of it oh, is over, definitely. and I mean, they reboot it, like, then uh, they can do something. But I don't think it'll affect anything right now. 
they're don't they now. Like they're they're movie. If they acquire Fox tomorrow, we won't see a Fox Marvel movie in MCU until what 2020 maybe. Yeah, agreed. I just it, it, go ahead, it's, Brian. It's a it's a smart what you guys are saying about X-Men because like I, you know I, I am pessimistic but I don't think it's going to happen and I don't really care but if it was the X-Men thing would be kind of their one you know strong hand in the sense that one Fox really doesn't have an idea of, of where it's going but they're going to just keep throwing movies at you but more worrisome is the fact that really if you get rid of any of the big kind of three in terms of like four Marvel right now is kind of Thor um, and and Cap and Iron Man, if if one of those goes and it's like you're left with Doctor Strange and you know kind of uh, Captain Marvel, they're trying to make the new marquee character and it's like, to be honest, I liked Carol Danvers. The only time I liked Carol Danvers was when she was binary in the X Men comics. So mm. like, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> it, it's it's problematic for me because they don't really have a character that that can really lead the charge into that next wave of marvel heroes you know and they don't seem to be interested in looking at some of these other characters like i think kamala khan is a great character but mm. they're not ready for that yet i know i know i know whatever yeah um i, I and, and she's I, not I white my, yeah exactly <laughs> sorry so, sorry I had something caught in my throat there yeah exactly it's like so i, I it, there's there's certain characters of this new wave that are really interesting and you can go with and and i don't think that say for example Ironheart is one of them but they could be you know, priming us for something like that. Um, that could be but, fun. Yeah, but it, you don't need to if you buy Fox and you just have the X Men, and then you just yeah, that that is the easy way out. Right? Endless mutants, like you know, Spider Man and Wolverine, and there you go, just do it all again. Yeah, and then it's like when those guys get old, it's like, oh, have you heard of New Mutants? Like, yeah, meet Richter and Boom Boom. Like, and, and it's like, <laughs> wow, these guys are hilarious and really cool, and they have a ton of fans behind them that are going to toot their horn you know you don't have sure. to they're going to self-remote so that's yeah, the one it's benefit. 2030 and robert downey jr has died <laughs> yeah exactly it's like and we've, it, we're like you know 37 movies into the mc <laughs> like no one cares about fan four stick other than maybe that fact of having reed richards around you know because he's an interesting character and he's the only one that's interesting and it, he has to be done right to be interesting well put, well put. you know correct but if they then so take science, some of those, interesting. <laughs> if they take some of those characters and use them like they're now properly using the Hulk, mm. not focusing the entire movie as like here's your own movie, just getting them all, just having them there for whatever their purpose is, and then moving on with the whatever the rest of the story is. Like, there's possibilities of bringing in those characters. Also, sorry, Matt, you said that right off the jump, and I didn't catch who was just talking. I'm sorry. Oh, Rob. Rob, sorry, Rob. Yeah, no worries. I disagree with what Matt said off the jump. I think that you can do a Hulk movie, a, oh, yeah? a standalone movie, but it's not the one that we keep getting. You're absolutely right oh, about okay. that, where it's like every time it's like, oh, Betty, yeah. oh, man. It's, you know, I love her, but I can't be with... I fucking get it, man. This isn't high school. Let's move on. Yeah. So I, I totally concur with you on that point, but I do believe that there, there is a potential to make a good Hulk movie and and uh, they perfect one. They just don't know how to do it yet. Yeah, yeah, they they really don't because it, it has to be it, it does kind of have to be him leading a team kind of or something like that. But, it, you know, Planet Hulk would have been a great opportunity to do that. But there's tons of other great stories. You can also do some interesting noir type shit with him, which is kind of cool. Like, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things that you can do that people 
don't realize like I always liked Batman a lot as a kid and that was what kind of gravitated me towards the Hulk as weird as it is because I picked up a comic that had him with like a trench coat and a you know a fedora on on the front cover as the Hulk doing um, a Raphael you know. Yeah, exactly. That's, right. That's what I'm the picturing. Too, right? Yeah. So it's there's there's the potential there to do a lot of interesting stuff, um, and a different kind of movie, like they just did with Thor, and uh, you know Marvel's going to be able to find somebody to do it if they ever get their their rights back from Universal, the distribution rights, or or cut a deal with them. Uh, Planet Hulk. Here's a Planet Hulk. I think could have been one of the all time great series. If they let, or sorry, not Planet Hulk, um, World War Hulk, as you mentioned, because Planet Hulk was was great and one of the all time good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, World War Hulk, I think, could have been great if they let Hulk kill people. They just, they That's... just, yeah, they just, they never, they weren't daring enough during that series. Like if if Hulk had to just kill, like like name any any really high level Marvel character, like from hell, even kill Namor. Yeah, Namor to Tony Stark. Yeah, Namor is a good one. That's a great pull. Like Namor, Tony Stark. Anyway, if they let Hulk just beat somebody to death, just to let us know, okay, this is really World War Hulk. There are fucking stakes in this series, and the Hulk might come back and just kill everybody. That that like it 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 just it could have been so good, and unfortunately, they just like you know not to harp on a decade old comic run, but like it just oh it, it it could have been really good and it was still a decent enough run like i enjoyed world oh, yeah. war hulk but um, yeah if it, it, it just it could have been i think legendary if they if they let him actually kill a couple of the marvel characters but uh yeah because right now is legendary in the way that secret wars is where it's like yeah he's got a cool name man and like, <laughs> yeah cool he's name. got the black suit dude and all yeah. this stuff when really it's just like do you want to buy some toys yeah and, and the world beyonder world man <laughs> yeah it's like the beyonder in theory is a yeah. cool idea and if and then they made the beyonders later on and all this <laughs> they stuff did, and they yeah. like and you know like that uh secret wars 2 where like spider-man's teaching uh the beyonder how to pee or poop or something like that like, yeah it, like an entire that's a, an entire comic issue is like him hanging out with peter taking a shit it's like <laughs> you know so it's what? yeah 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 so, he's not joking so it's like it's also i just joked about uh boom boom that's her first appearance she's in secret wars 2 before she's in new mutants um but uh yeah, in any case, um, so maybe they want that. They want to do Secret Wars too, so that Peter can teach the Beyonder how to take a poop, and and then Boom Boom can make her first appearance before the New Mutants movie. You know, could happen. Man, but, yeah. at the very least, at the very least, it opens up the door, like like the 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 potential merger or buying or whatever you want to call it of Fox and Disney, opens up the door for a Hulk versus Wolverine movie. It 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 opens yeah. up the door for that. Yeah, which yeah. which just. But boy, that would need to be R-rated because I need to see blood. I need to see green blood and and yeah, just if it's not R-rated, they're definitely doing it wrong. Yeah, what absolutely. If, yeah. It's, what if someone they get it and someone goes in with the pitch and it's just BVS? It's like, all right. So my idea is four minutes. That, like, Hulk and Wolverine. They're being manipulated by Thunderbolt Ross, and they're gonna, you know, they have to fight each other. But like Thunderbolt Ross is played by Michael Sarah. Something yeah, like exactly. that. Right? <laughs> yeah. In a way, uh, my dad was oh, Thunderbolt man. Ross. I'm his, I'm his twiggy teenage son. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that would truly be darkest timeline. Uh, Brandon Fleet, go ahead and plug all your stuff. 
All right, so um, we're only doing a handful of episodes of movies from my life this year, we've, uh, or at least for the rest of this year. Um, but we got some really cool stuff coming up. So check us out at moviesfrommylife.com. We've got like uh, obviously the Thor panel that we we're. It's going to be a continuation of this talk. I'm sure I'll drop Matt's name like a hundred times. Um, <laughs> and uh, we've got like some horror stuff going on right now. Some more stuff. I'm going to do an episode on Black Christmas later in the year. So mm. we, if you like genre films, specifically geek stuff, but also just um, niche films, I'm going to be doing more of that this year. You can find us at moviesroommylife.com. Uh, find us on Twitter at MRML podcast. And I'm at not Brandon Fleet on Twitter. And then next year we'll be back like every week but for the rest of this year maybe like two times a month sporadically but i'd love if you guys checked us out so please do so find us on itunes soundcloud stitcher radio pretty much everywhere the podcast can be heard i'm coming on your justice league panel when that movie comes out oh, I, yeah when you yeah, guys yeah, are yeah, doing yeah, i'm coming on your justice like whether i'm invited or not i'm gonna be on there <laughs> i might have to come to barry for that one. Oh, you're absolutely coming to barry like we're gonna do it the same way we did bbs where you're gonna come up here and then we're just gonna record it like in my living room yeah <laughs> so, yeah our minds a smoking ruin <laughs> yeah jeez. uh kevin miller go ahead you you were on a podcast recently go ahead and plug that uh yes the only thing i ever have to plug on this show is i am on this month's hi 101 uh it's uh, hosted by adam blesky uh you can find it at hi101.ca uh where we discuss historical topics uh this month you can hear my mind be blown in real time as we discuss the physical magical and metaphysical elements of the philosopher's stone <laughs> it's a great podcast i literally <laughs> stop speaking for yeah. 10 minutes because i can't form words anymore <laughs> it's a great podcast i gotta get on there i gotta get on there I'm, i i just i haven't picked my topic yet i want because I, I want to get on there but i want my topic to be really good and i gotta i gotta i'll figure it out eventually uh, Rob Callflesh, anything to plug? Uh, I use the internet because it's on computers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well put, good sir. Um, crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. My Twitter account is at mpeer6, M-P-E-E-A-R-C-E, and the number six. Uh, we're going to be back later on this week because we got to do our week 10 nfl picks because uh yeah i'm uh hoping for a decent week <laughs> this week uh my lions are actually playing right now as we record this so uh let's get out of here and i'm gonna go ahead and watch that brandon fleet thanks for coming on good to have you good sir yeah man miss you, you gotta come down uh, we got some, I, I have some ideas we'll talk absolutely absolutely <laughs> we'll, we'll talk we'll talk off off pod for 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 sure. Um, take care, everybody, and we'll be back later on this week with our NFL picks. And we'll be back soon enough with Justice League and Punisher and I guess, Je- uh, what is it, The Last Jedi comes out after that. So you, you, you'll they'll definitely be more comic. Uh, I stuff. guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well... <sighs> I just, right, all right. it anyway. Yeah, yeah. It does. It does come out. I just we'll we'll get into how I feel about about Star Wars at a later date. But that's it. Anyway, we'll talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. See you later on the crossover podcast. John Turner on the base. John Turner on the base. Everybody. John Turner on the base. One more time. Keep it going. John Turner on the base. John Turner on the base. John Turner on the base. Turn on the base.